Hey, everybody. You are listening to Launch Radio with Jeff and Kira. You see, our future depends on humanity and AI living in harmony. And on this show, we are going to help you develop a better understanding of both. Kira. Jeff. What's happening? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. Yeah? Mmm. Everything's spectacular down here in lovely humidity-ridden Atlanta. How is it there in Los Angeles? Humidity, humidity-ridden Atlanta. Sounds like good times. It's good. I'm keeping things going. We're starting to get warmer here than it's been. I know it's pretty hot out there today. We're, uh, you know, as we get into spring and summer, it starts to get towards that. We have like a, um, a you know, kind of gray, what is it, May, gray, June gloom, they call it. Um, oh, right. And, and so that's, that's all coming. Really are, you know, the weather gets, always gets really bad in Los Angeles. As far as heat, I always find to be August and September. September can just be brutal, but it comes a little bit later than everybody else. Uh, right. I that here. It's always a little later. But here to talk about, talk about Hollywood today. The H Wood. We're talking the about the, the crazy but fun but place that I live called Hollywood and the film business and the television business and everything that's happening and what the future may hold. We're, we're just going to really get into that today. And, you know, there's a lot to really say. You know, I mean, the first thing just to start us off is the Oscars were this past Sunday. And did you watch the Oscars? I did not. You know, I cut the cord six years ago. Uh-huh. So anything that's on like cable or anything like that, I don't. And it's so sad to me because I grew up watching the Oscars. I love watching the Oscars and that whole fanfare. And my mother and I would always sit there and stay up super late watching, especially being from the East Coast. It would go till like 1am, you know, and I would go to Oscar parties when I lived in LA. And I just feel like, I don't know, the past few years, it's been a little lacking in multiple ways. You know, it's different than it used to be. And I feel like it's especially changed I started noticing the difference maybe about 10 years ago, but it's it's gotten really more so in the last five. And I did watch pieces of the show the other night. I was working. I was also kind of watching updates on Twitter and clips and pieces, bits and pieces of it here and there. I don't really know, like, what's the best way that I could I could kind of sum up? It isn't getting the ratings anymore. I feel like, it, I think they said 9.8 million watched it, and then they bumped it up to like 10.4, I think. So like 10 million people watched it. And in like 1998, they were getting like 50 million at like their peak. Oh, they have no host. I mean, there's no. I guess the big question it asks is why is it not? Is it a matter of the movies Hollywood's making? I know Bill Maurer did a recent piece where he was very critical. So is it, but he was more critical of, of content that Hollywood is producing. So is it content? Is it, I mean, that's one question. They're just not making, they're making different movies than they used to. Is that it? Or is it, question two, I guess, would be, is, is it, does it relate to politics? Are people not watching because they think they have different politics or they do have different politics in Hollywood? Like, that's the other possibility. Or is it option three, which I, I actually think is probably the, the likely one, is it technology changing it? And is it the way people see the world, just humans are changing as far as attention span, And as far as, you know, what entertains them, was the pandemic a contributor to that? I think it was already forming and it got to be more so. 
So which of those would you say it is? Pandemic's kind of a separate fourth one. That was obviously a late contributor, maybe a little bit. But, you know, you've got, is the content different? Is politics more inflamed and that's causing it? Or is it technology and what's happening with social media and the internet? Do you think it's... I think it's a combination of all, all of them. And I would also add that I think the the most recent political type of Oscars that have been happening over the past few years, where there was always some sort of issue going on before the Oscars, whether there's not enough people of color that were being nominated or Kevin Hart saying something before, you know, that got him booted off as the host. There's always been some kind of controversy. As of late, for the past like four or five years, I'd say, which has really diminished people's want to watch. Uh, The other category I'd also say is I actually feel that old Hollywood, you know, when you think about old Hollywood, we're talking Robert Redford, Jack Nicholson, you know, that type of Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, they're all like semi to retired now. Yeah. And no yeah. one's really replaced that type of method acting that we all fell in love with from a movie perspective. Yes, there's here and there, there's some good acting. But for me personally, I haven't seen any performances where I'm like, like jarred and shocked and amazed by like the old Hollywood type of glam, you know? And I'd also say the the blending of reality you know, people don't use movies to escape anymore. They go on TikTok or YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I think to your point, technology has taken over that division of what we deem entertainment. And watching a TikTok or YouTube or social media or whatever is now taking over our attention span versus watching a movie for an hour and a half or two hours. I know lots of people that would, you know, blame Netflix, et cetera, et cetera. But I think COVID really has sped up the fact that movies are moving into a into a, something different that we may not have seen before. And they can either evolve or they'll die. And it'll be interesting to see what, what transpires. And, you know, for some background for, for people, Kira and I both, Kira's in Atlanta now, obviously, and I'm, in, I'm still here in Hollywood, Los Angeles, but we both worked in the business. We we both worked at, at CAA, at Creative Artists Agency, which is like one of the big talent agencies, massive actress, media stars. They started sports while we were there. I, I worked in motion picture for an agent. And then I also worked for the head of sports because my family's in sports. So I kind of did both departments. Kira, you moved around there, I, I think. I'm not sure what department. You were kind of all over, right? You worked yeah, with people? Yeah, I was definitely all over. Yeah. Um, this was before CA had an HR. Yeah. So CA was able to do things that were not appropriate when it comes to work and equal opportunities. So women at CAA in past were never given the same promotions or benefits that men got. Wow. I don't know if you knew that. That's bad. Yeah. I mean, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Men were always given the floater roles and the assistant roles way before women were. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but that's how old Hollywood or old agency life was. I mean, that's how like there was so much of that just everywhere. Yeah. It's really upsetting. But yes, yeah, so we both worked there. And so we were around the whole Hollywood world. And when I got there, I mean, I was there from 2005 to 2010. So the five years in there. And, 
you know, I, I watched it. CAA move from their old building in Beverly Hills into Century City. I helped them move. And I mean, literally helped them move, like put stuff in my Jeep and drove to the new building. But I worked for a motion picture agent there and literary who, who was great. And I, I worked for the head of sports who, who was great. And it was different even back then than it is now. I, I didn't really start noticing the sh- change until after I left. But, you know, it sounds like you think so there's a little bit of background for people. We've both been in a while and I've been an actor for a long time. I mean, I've worked on movie sets, TV sets. I've kind of been around this business for for years and years. And it sounds like you th- you were saying it's a combination of you think performances, you also think technology played a role, you think little things like not having a host and dropping out host kind of turned people away. It sounds like you th- what you're saying, you think it's kind of a combination of different reasons as to why it's not manifesting in the way that it used to. And, you know, I have this conversation with people a lot in that the movie stars, and this is kind of what you were getting at with Jack Nicholson, you know, we don't have... The movie stars now, it, it's different than it was, you know, in the, gosh, what was it? The Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, you know, that era of Shawshank Redemption. Who was in that? Is it Tim Robbins Morgan and Freeman. Morgan Freeman? Yeah. And, and Chris Robbins. Um, you know, and, and just all those, the Goodwill Hunting, Shawshank Redemption. I mean, then, you know, and we don't have comedies anymore. You don't see the, you know, Adam Sandler type comedies. You don't see the, the um, there's something about Mary. There's something about Mary would never get made today. There'd be too much criticism with, with its type of comedy and such. I mean, part of it's the changing of, of the world. But if you go, go back and watch movies like that, and it's amazing how different just culture was back then compared to now. Oh, we've got Steven Sandler's in the room, and he says, Adam Sandler is his cousin. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, uh, hi, Steven Sandler. He says, ever since... The triplets of Belleville lost best animated feature to that silly fish movie. I gave up on the Oscars. He says it's political because it was Pixar. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people think it is politics. I I don't know. I mean, maybe we're making we we are making less comedies. You know, I still say we I say we because I'm still here and <laughs> part of the business. But you know, there are less comedies, but there were always serious films. I mean, there were always you know more depressing, sad films. I mean, that was that had won Oscars in the past. I mean, a lot of those films were depressing, but it feels like there's a branch of them missing with stuff like the movies I listed, you know, Goodwill Hunting and those types of movies. Like, it's just, you don't see that. You don't see movies like, there's a movie I loved about football called Remember the Titans. Sure. You know, with Denzel Washington. It was just like a great, like, wholesome movie about football. It didn't have to be some type of you know, a gender anything. It was just like a wholesome movie that like everybody could love. And I feel like we're missing some of those feel good type movies. Like it's okay to be sad in movies and to feel empathy. But I still feel like there's I'm trying to think of another good example, like Remember the Titans and Good Will Hunting. Like what are some other old movies from like the, the 90s? I mean, I mean, I would say, well, you've got like Clueless and you know, you've got all of the Adam Sandler type of movies, David Spade and mm-hmm. and that whole genre or genre of people like the Jim John Belushi's that, you know, Blues Brothers. Yeah. You know, and, and I think I don't want to watch a movie with any of the SNL actors. That's Are there any of them? Yeah. I think it's a product of poor writing. And I, I honestly haven't seen an actor that could 
go head to head with Jack Nicholson today mm-hmm. or, or Robert Redford, or, I mean, these are giants in the industry. And I am not entirely sure that you could say Tom Cruise would be the next person. I mean, Brad Pitt, maybe, but these are, these people are getting older <laughs> and there's not a generation that's coming up into it that the generation that would go into that are now YouTube stars and TikTok creators. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's where the concern is in terms of, does it make sense to drive to Hollywood and become an actor anymore and be, and be discovered? I don't know. There aren't as many people coming out here. I mean, there's just, as there was 20 years ago. Like, right. you're absolutely right about that. There's just not. And it like, I mean, I don't know where they all are. I don't even feel like there's any actors here anymore. <laughs> like, I know it's like, I know, I, I, know, really I, I know they're here. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like they're here like they were in 2005. Right. It just doesn't feel. It feels like a different city. Yeah. Phil mentions Field of Dreams and Pay It Forward. Pay It Forward with Helen Hunt and Kevin Spacey was a great movie. Oh, yeah. I remember that. American Beauty would be another one. Remember American Beauty? Excellent. Um, you know, all those those types of movies. Um, I like the movie. Where are the Bruckheimer movies? Like, what's he doing now? You know, uh, Armageddon. I loved Armageddon. I just loved it. Like, I loved Armageddon. And some people yeah, like that's it. Yeah, a feel-good movie, you know? And I, okay, so here's, here's another take on it, which might be one of the other reasons why we're not seeing quality films. We have movies, but do we have cinematic films? right? There's a difference. And could it be that the movies and TV, you generally speaking, reflect back to us our own culture in some ways, in some ways not. Just in the way societal norms, family issues, that's how we relate to the movies. That's how we relate to the actors, right? Because it's a mirror, you know, back onto us, whether that's a comedy or drama. Could it be that our reality just is not that great and that making a movie about it would be kind of sad and that comedy died back in 2020 and everyone is so politically correct now and so cancel culture that you can't make anything without someone wanting to cancel it for whatever reason. I mean, they're wanting to rewrite and reshoot past movies that had smoking in it. And like Rob Reiner is constantly on this uh, hammering into this, trying to get smoking out of movies. And it's like, why? Because he's, he's always been against smoking and wants them out of movies. So it's like, all right, so you want to read movie back then. I know, but like, you're going to rewrite gone with the wind because you find it racist. I don't know. Like, you know, I think things have gotten so political that it's not even reality is not real fun anymore. So then watching a movie on it, that's just like cringy. You know, who the hell wants to watch a movie about COVID? <laughs> Painful. That's, that's a really I don't think they'll even make a movie about COVID. Honestly, you're going to have to wait 50 years for that to come out. No one's going to want to watch that. No because one wants to watch that. No, you know, Outbreak was an interesting movie and like had funny moments of it, but it's too real now. Like reality's too real. And I think everyone is so worried about saying the wrong thing that scripts are probably getting hammered right now because every joke is being completely pulled apart to make sure that some cancel culture nut job doesn't come around and ruin it. So then, you know, because of ourselves and the way we act in society these days, are we the reason why cinematic films are decreasing? 
I think that's a really a really interesting point, Kara. <laughs> like you make a really good point about that it's a I know she's just so <laughs> smart. I can't I can't keep up with her. But I, it's a, that's a really good point about movies and TV being like a reflection of society and, and, and what's happening. And I don't think that always occurs to a lot of people that the reason there may be so much trouble making movies is because it's a reflection of everything that's happening with society and humanity. And I think I mean, that, I don't want to watch a movie about social media. Oh, right. Or or about the present. I mean, there's really I feel like the wholesome movies that you were describing earlier don't exist because we don't really have anything wholesome going on in the world right now. Was it more wholesome 20 years ago? You think? Yeah. Yeah. Wholesome, maybe not in an appropriate way in those terms. So for example, there are movies that could, for to your point, couldn't be made today. Mm -hmm. Like there's something about Mary because it would be wildly inappropriate. So maybe those movies wouldn't be deemed appropriate, but they were appropriate for those times. But we don't have a movie that could be still wholesome and fun and enjoyment and have a little light comedy because every light comedy has there's some kind of issue with it. There's someone saying something about whatever the script says, you know, and you can't you can't get past that. So it's a product of society, but it's also a a product of this so-called, quote, cancel culture and everybody tiptoeing around because they don't want to offend or piss anybody off. So it just limits the content that they can even create. Society you know, changed and they're trying to dodge that at the same time. It's kind there's of There's a reason why Alec Baldwin's not on Twitter anymore. Yeah. Do you see Ricker Gervais on Twitter anymore? Any comedian talking at all on Twitter? Because they can't. So you can't tell God, jokes. Can you yeah. Trying to make a movie. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> hard know. to tell jokes or every somebody gets offended. Basically. Yeah. And I, I I suspect that unless you're making a period piece on like the 1800s or something, or I don't know, but I'm not entirely sure what topic wouldn't be chased out of Hollywood with pitchforks at this point, because there's just every topic, there's a problem. Everyone will find there will be someone that will find a problem. They will create a petition to get, you know, to for the production company to get rid of it. And then the movie's done. You know, and I'm, I wonder if that is playing a massive role in the types of movies that we're seeing, because they're not, they're not real great, you yeah. know, and maybe there are great actors out there. They're just not getting good scripts. And well, and I saw somebody say recently, is, is the decline in the Oscars show a result? Is it the show itself or is it a result of the movie business? It has nothing to do with the show itself. That's not the problem. The show is still the show. It's what's behind the show. It's a product of hosts and society and marketing and what movies are being produced like the show is still the show do you know what i'm saying like like it's not a product of they've changed like something about how they're doing their show it's just what the movies are you know do you what also the actors think Jeff are said, yeah no i totally agree do you also think that there is also do you remember like we when we were growing up and we all wanted to become movie stars and we wanted to be famous and we wanted to you know, we wanted to be the Brad. Yeah, Yeah, we wanted to be the Brad Pitt. We would emulate and we would, we wanted that life. And I don't know too many people that want that life, that look to it and like think, wow, you know, and I wonder if that's a product from us knowing too much about celebrities 
everything's just out there. There's videos on everything and we know who they are now, like really know who they are. The celebrity doesn't hold its glamour anymore. That's what you're saying. There's no glamour in it anymore. There's no, there's no mystique around the celebrity. Everything, everyone knows everything about the celebrity now. And now it's, they don't seem almost, they don't seem that godlike anymore. It's not as magical. It's not magic. So are movies not magic? Or is it the product of that life isn't as magic as it was? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she had to tell her 10-year-old or 11-year-old that Santa Claus wasn't real. And I told her, you know, I remember when my mother had to tell me and I was 12. Santa Claus isn't real? <laughs> I, Jeff, thought, I thought Santa's real, Kira. And the magic dies. Yeah. The minute... The minute you ruin your child's life by telling them that Santa Claus isn't real, yeah, it ruined. I I swear to God, I hold it against my mother still to this day because I was so destroyed by the fact that that magic wasn't real. Uh-huh. That that I'm like nothing's real. All the magic's gone, and I feel like it's very similar to the Hollywood glam celebrity status. One, nobody wants to be a celebrity because you'll be canceled tomorrow. Two. I already know everything about your life. Mm-hmm. You're not that interesting anymore. You know, and I, that's sad. There's a mystique and magic that is gone. And I feel like I just found out that Santa Claus isn't real. And, it's sad. And they also are making, because of that, that's transition happened, which is a really interesting, great point as well that you made regarding celebrities. It also, they're now making fun of celebrities much more. I know the media is really harsh on, on celebrities. And there's just overall more harshness towards celebrities, a less desire to be celebrities. Well, and but I think it also brings up the question, what is celebrity? Is celebrity a movie star, TV star? Is it a politician? Is it a, a social media star or a, or a famous chef? Or There's so many different things that can be celebrity too, but it feels like the Hollywood celebrities. There's a lot of, they make fun of them a lot, yeah. much more so than when we were when we were growing up, you know, back to your initial point, like it was kind of like this godlike thing that's now faded. And I think Hollywood's really struggling with that to reboot that. So I think that point you made is a, a really big piece of it as well. That, but what does that go back to? I saw somebody ask online once, I don't know, a few days ago after the Oscars, is it politics or is it technology? And they were saying it's absolutely technology. It goes back to technology. It all goes back to technology. It all goes back to celebrities aren't as godlike anymore because you like you said you have access to everybody there's much more access numbs down the godlikeness but that's because of the internet and social media when all you had was a tv and the radio that's all the access you had to those people with the internet it's killed that because we went through this decade like 2000 maybe 12 to 22 or something of like the internet rising and it numbed out what celebrity was, and then movie stars with it. You know, they, they, they went with the, the numbing out. But that goes back to technology. So it's numbed out the movie stars, but it's also, it's changing politics, it's changing society. And we're going to get to a point where something has to be done. We, back to a, other podcasts we've done, just about social media and the internet and how much it's influencing society and how healthy it is or not, what it's doing to creativity, what it's doing to all of that. It's actually maybe making us dumber, too. I heard uh, Scott Adams. Yeah, I was concerned about this when I lived in L.A., but I'm also very concerned about it living in the South. 
Um, and it has nothing to do with living in the South. It's just, I think, refinement and culture. Mm-hmm. That desire to enjoy something bigger than yourself and to explore worldly ideas is decreasing in this country. And people just kind of are very blinded by their own little hole in their universe. And they just sit there. So the the culture of like going to an art museum or experiencing anything outside their corner of the universe is decreasing. And it's something that's really jarring to me personally. Like I don't see children going to galleries or, or learning or going to plays or the theater, live theater. You know, I mean, these are, these are values that, that make you a very well-rounded person. And instead I see children on TikTok and YouTube and it's, I'm not dismissing TikTok or YouTube, but there's also making sure that you have a well-rounded worldly person, you Mm -hmm. know? And if we're stuck in our, you know, little corner of our universes and not experiencing the world around us, we have a very myopic view. And I really fear for the US in terms of the regression that's going on when it comes to being a cultured society. I see that here. It's interesting to say the least. And I saw it in LA, you know, and it's, I don't know, it's a little concerning (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) What do you think as far as what's next? Like, how do we save Hollywood? Can Hollywood be saved? Our movies, will they sustain anyway? Yes or no? And if they don't, like, what's next as far as creativity? How do we save movies if we can? And if we can't, what's next for creativity? How does that manifest? Like, what do you think is going to happen? I think we all need to have higher expectations on our forms of entertainment. I think the advent of YouTube and the way YouTube got so popular was because of cat videos. And I think we need to be very hyper aware of the things that we decide to watch and what that does to our brain patterns. Like, for example, watching a cat video over and over again, though enjoyable, will actually decrease your intellect, (laughs) right? I mean, you need to start absorbing things that push and challenge you a little bit and be very cognizant of the things that you're deciding to take in and that art matters and that culture matters. And if you want to be part of a world and not just your little hole in the box, mm-hmm. I think it's important to challenge yourself and watch creative pieces and support local artists, support local galleries and museums. And even if you are an actor and can't find creative roles, still stay with it. Don't dumb yourself down for mass producing shit that's out there. As much as I appreciate YouTube and TikTok creators, there is a plethora of them that is like, it's not even entertaining. <laughs> it's just, it's just shit. And they're getting 10 million views. And I'm like, but it's terrible crap. I mean, we all need to really level up what we want to put into our brains is really what it comes down to. I personally can't put in cat videos all day. I just, I can't because I know that's going to rot my brain. You know, so it's either I eat a banana or I'm going to eat junk food. And that's, we're in control of what we're watching. And I think creatively speaking, we all take ownership and responsibility 
for whether or not Hollywood survives. And if it dies, the ownership is on us. So we have to take responsibility is what you think. It's ultimately the, Absolutely. It's the viewers. It, it's the viewership that's hurting Hollywood. Ultimately. Yeah, level up what you're watching. You yeah. know, like how many hours were you watching dumb TikTokers? Mm-hmm. You know, are you gaining literally anything from it? You know, not everything you consume needs to be some higher, you know, uh, educated kind of elitist thing, but it needs to bring some sort of artistic, cultural, mind opening value, whether it's a comedy or not. Yeah. Don't support things that are like terrible content creators because there's a lot of them out there. And those people are getting all the views now. And all the people that actually make quality content, theirs is dropping because everybody likes all the crap. And personally, I don't like to eat junk food. Mm -hmm. I like to eat quality food because I know what's going into my body and what that does to my body. Yeah, I think that's a great point. But I think that, I mean, some of the, I've spent a lot of time on TikTok and their algorithm is designed where it's very, very addicting and it keeps you on. But the thing about their algorithm and about TikTok is some of the videos are really good. Like some some are creative, like some of them are, are great, which I've seen. And I post them them a lot, actually. But they, it almost feels sometimes like they're like little commercials. You know, they almost feel like little like, and that's still to the brilliance of each of them, as many of them are funny or they're offering something insightful. It feels like when I used to watch brilliant commercials that were two minutes, you know, that would have some type of creative. TikTok feels like little mini commercials. And that's not in a in an advertising lens, but in the way that you would watch a two minute short form content of something like a Super Bowl commercial to get like a laugh or to get some, that's what it feels like with TikTok. It just feels like commercials. But because there's so much access to that form, it's dumbing down being able to go and sit in a two and a half hour movie. And that combined with a lot of, with such sensitivity of culture overall is just absolutely killing movies. Plus the pandemic's killing it too. But TV's doing a little better because it's shorter form and you can watch it at home. Those are the two big reasons right now. But I don't know how, I mean, Marty Scorsese said three years ago, literally there's this article in the New York Times, I think it's the New York Times, that he had about cinema is dead. But it's the result of technology, number one, and how it's changing people's brains and minds. And that's not necessarily a good thing. And I also think it's not just social media and internet either. It's also the news. The news just upsets so many people and puts them in a frame because guess what sells is the drama and the bad stuff and getting people wired like that sells. And then people in turn get in this secular circle of being depressed from that, you know, and people are caught in these in these filters, these silos of news where they're just upset. And so that's stimulating. So you don't want to go watch a movie and be sad or upset again. But again, it's a reflection of society, which is influencing the news. So you've got this like circle that we're caught in, and it's just killing creativity. And I don't know yet how we remedy this. I don't know where things are going with that, but it's definitely not good. And it's not, artists, and I've been an artist my whole life, are not in a good place. Technology is really having a big impact on that. And not only in that way, but technology, I mean, I've said before, you know, but artistry is, is going to auditions and such as an actor or finding an actor in audition is, is just repetition, you know, at scale. It's just repetition at scale. When, when you're painting, a good painting is just a combination of colors. You know, it's just a combination of the different paints. And, and the one that works, every so often one hits, you know. 
It's just repetition. Painting, 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 painting. Eventually you get the one hit. Same with actors and auditioning or someone being in the stars. AI can do that and it can do that a billion times faster than we can. So AI can put together combinations of colors on a painting or music notes and it creates songs. And I really fear for artists because I fear that AI, you've already got it painting, you've already got it making music. When it can repeat that fast at scale, it's going to be able to create these things that like humans, we're just like, well, damn, you know, and and the scary thing about that is we may get, and this will sound very back to the future, like we may get to the point one day where, and I've said this to friends where like our grandkids say, you know, you, you, grandpa actually went to concerts and, and watched humans play music in person. Right. Like you guys did that because their music is now designed where they wake up and a, a whole playlist of infinite songs is created by AI that's brand new that they've never heard before. It's designed by AI just for them to listen to. And so creating one hit song on an album of 25 songs, they're going to be like, why would you even bother with that when AI can just create you all hit songs? You know, right. you know? and I, I think it's fear. I fear for artists. I'm hopeful that doesn't happen, but it's a, it's a scary place. And I don't know where we go from here, but I think we all need to do some thinking about it. I think we need to do some thinking, and I don't have a solution for it today. And I don't know if anybody else, you know, Steven Sandler says most of what he watches on YouTube is tutorials, photography, videography. Yeah, you know, YouTube's a lot of tutorial stuff. More younger generation, 30 and under, spending more time on TikTok, which is a whole different type of thing. Phil says the Greeks looked down on actors, so they wore masks to avoid the stigma, apparently. Is that true? Wow, that's really, really interesting, if that's true. But, you know, I don't know, Kira, as we wind down, I think we both brought up some points today. I I think we all need to do some thinking about that with Hollywood and just about where things are going, you know? Yeah, and I think my final comments, you know, before we go is, as always, be much more cognizant and aware of the things that you are deciding to watch yourself and support artists because at some point they may not be able to support themselves and they'll just go away and we'll just see dumb videos all day long and there won't be any original thought or original content out there that's worth watching because I'm already seeing it and it's it's not good (laughs) and these people are making tens of millions of dollars on really poor content that doesn't have any validity or any sort of anything to them. Mm -hmm. So I would just say to everyone just to be, you know, level yourself up a little bit. You're better than that. We're all better than that. We all can support art because we all should know how vital it is to our culture and society. So support it. I'm concerned where it goes long term with AI. But like, I think that's very futuristic. And I don't know, it's just a scary thought with with AI what it could eventually do to art. I, I do think it'll eventually get to a better place, but I think we're going through some bumpy times here with the transition with artistry and artists. Like what I was saying about music and painting, like if that happens, there's going to be a brutal period for artists. If that transitions over, I don't know how we avoid that at this point. Like what I was saying, because I think that's coming where AI will just be creating everything. I don't know how I think artists if it's not going to happen, artists need to step up. But I don't I don't know that we we act like AI is is much dumber than humans. And I don't think that's what's happening. <laughs> no, we're definitely we're, being we're the dumb ones. Yes. AI is AI is way. But we think that it's not as advanced as we are. Yeah. 
That's not what's yeah. happening. We're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> that's that's starting to, to come with technology. Yeah. That's correct. So Kira, this yeah. was great today. Got some good chat. You made your final comments. Any other last thoughts on it? Or I, I think No, I, I think I think it's just to be determined. Yeah. I think it's just uh valuing the things that that bring us together as a culture and not watching dumb shit all day long. Let's all be be better humans overall. Let's think about what's happening. Let's try to work together and get along. Mm. It's been a rough go for Hollywood. I'm hopeful. I have always been in Hollywood and moved out here to do it, you know, acting and everything. So support them. But it has not been easy. And it's sad. It's upsetting for artists, it's uh, upsetting. Me, me being one myself. But try to stay optimistic, people. Here at Jeff and Kira Live, we're the future and the future is Jeff and Kira Live. Kira, see you next week. I'll see you next week, Jeff. All right, episode 62, out. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Launch Radio. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Go ahead, smash that share button and leave a comment below. Also, please be sure to subscribe to Launch Radio on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Until next episode, thanks again. Thank you.